Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, nerds, and welcome to the Engadget Podcast. I am your host, Terrence O'Brien. Joining me this week, to my right, uh, Senior Editor Devendra Hardwar. Hello. I'm dead right now. You're dead right now. Yes. So we're essentially having a seance. Yeah. Awesome. And to my left, uh, reviews editor, Sherlyn Lowe. Hi, I'm kind of psychic. You're kind of psychic? I know. I know mm. when it's raining. <laughs> you know when it's raining? <laughs> mm-hmm. And that makes you psychic? That's perfect. I think animals can do that, Sherlyn. Yeah. You're an animal. I'm not going to be aggressive <laughs> today, so I take that back. You're not an animal. We, I like the mantra. We haven't. It's been like ten seconds. <laughs> today I'm going to be. Today I'm going to be really nice. Okay. I'm going to be nice. I'm not going to be aggressive. Okay. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a up. tough one today. Just hold it together. Okay. Four more years, okay. guys. Four more. Years. <laughs> um, as promised, this week is going to be a little bit more normal. If you joined us yeah. last week, uh, it was a bit of a downer, but. I think an essential conversation this week. We're back to uh, a more regular show for you. Um, And in that spirit, let's just jump right into it and start with Flame Wars, guys, as we do every week. Uh, For those of you who don't know how this works, we're going to debate the biggest topics and stories of the week. Uh, Devendra and Sherlin, you'll have 20 seconds to make your opening statements, at which point I'll allow a brief rebuttal, and then I'll declare a winner. And, you know... We've got a leaderboard. There's stuff that's going to happen at CES. We'll figure it all out. Don't worry. It's, it's all going to be fun. Yeah. Um, can, I, can I just say something? Can you move the buzzer here? Move the buzzer <laughs> yeah. here? So, so I can touch it? Um, no. I don't know if I want to do that. You're not in charge. I'm going to download a buzzer. You're a contestant. That's good. That's good. So this way, it is near you. <laughs> yeah. But should I decide you're out of line, I can just you know, I'm never give your hand a little slap. I'm so sweet. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh... So, yeah, Mm. let's do this. Um, We got some interesting things to talk about this week. Let's start off with uh, some some pure gadget talk to to make the the OGs out there a little bit happy, a little bit more comfortable. Um, Because I'm sure they're still reeling from an hour and a half. Let's clear, cleanse our palate. Yeah. With some gadgets. Um, By the time this goes up uh, this Episode goes up. Our review of the Surface Studio should be live, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, and we're not going to dig too deep into it this week. But I think uh, it's sort of interesting that we've seen this move increasingly towards laptops. And this is sort of the odd man out. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, somebody's pushing like... I mean, even Apple has kind of given up on the iMac at this point to a certain extent. Uh, it very rarely gets updates uh, at least anything significant. Right. So my question to you guys is, uh, does the Surface Studio actually make all-in-ones relevant again, or uh, should everybody just kind of keep buying laptops? Devendra, yeah. let's start with you. I think it does make all-in-ones relevant for a certain audience, that audience of creatives who needs a lot of power and bigger screens than just a typical laptop. So I like what Microsoft is doing with the studio. Check out my review. Uh, but hopefully it'll inspire other companies too, because all-in-ones can be really interesting. Sherlyn, your rebuttal? 
All in ones have been around for years and years now. They've never really done all that well, especially when they're not made by Apple. I mean, I think the Surface Studio has a lot of interesting features going for it, but it also applies to a very niche audience who can really get away with the mini PC that's very powerful and their own big monitor that they can customize themselves. Done. Done. <laughs> that is one of the first times you've come in. That's not true. That's not true. Go look at our archives. Oh, been I, amazing. I don't know. Been really good at this. Um. So yeah, do you? So what kind of professional, though, is this really for Devendra? Like, who, who is served better by this giant all-in-one than by, say, just a pretty powerful laptop? It depends on what you're looking for, I guess. Um, if you want value, yeah, it probably does make more sense just to get, like, a mini PC and a monitor and put your put a whole system together. But what amazes me about this thing is it's, it's a single device. You know, you just plug into the wall and, boom, instant, powerful computer with a nice screen. I think artists, uh, especially people who have very specific aesthetic needs and who don't want all that clutter something like this could be really useful and honestly we're getting some great hardware now that can make all in ones um, a lot more interesting moving forward and i like the bendy screen that stuff is cool it works well did he just run out of time there something just started beeping yeah it was, uh, i apparently well, failed like to the mute least, i'm sorry i'm being nice today <laughs> <laughs> wow. i failed to mute my laptop uh okay uh okay um yes silence phones off <laughs> <laughs> i got my own buzzer guys oh you no longer yield the, the power. power or uh, wield the power. This is not good. This is um, going to go terribly. I was mm-hmm. paying attention to half of what you said because <laughs> that buzzer thing. Yeah, Sherlyn was <laughs> just yeah. looking off in the distance. Um, You're very good at this. Yeah, it's listen, I wasn't even supposed to be on today. I blame you. Terry. That's very true. You were a last-minute substitution. I know. I'm not even wanted on this show most of the time, so it's okay. But I, I think, like I said, and Devinder makes my points for me, it's got a very specific niche audience. AIOs. I said it. I said, I'm not I, denying it. I know, I know. I'm saying you're making my point for me. It's not not necessarily like if the question is that they're relevant again and if we should be buying something else to replace it, there are a lot of perfect substitutes out there that could work. There's a like you can get, get your home mm-hmm. PC. You can get like all the PCs are looking better these days or smaller. They're still equally powerful, mm-hmm. even more so. And you can hook up all the peripherals you want. They're just, they're more complex is the thing. There, there's a simplicity to an all-in-one where you just you get the thing, you plug it but in then the you're, wall. It's so limited, it's you can't really customize it for the kind of Yeah, you know, there's not much customization, want. but the they're, thing, yeah, there's the powerful I'm, hardware in there. <laughs> and the screen, like, like we're, we haven't even mentioned the screen, but the, the screen goes down, it bends right. down right. with one finger. It's that is insane. Cool. That is it, cool. But I'd yeah. rather get a digitizer and you know, sure, attach it to sure. my PC. I mean, it's a thing. It's definitely just a start. Um, it's a much stronger start than Microsoft's first Surface oh, yeah. uh, RT laptop, which Ooh. was a piece of trash. Uh. Um, but this is just, like, great. And it's really interesting to me to see how they're kind of upgrading what they've learned, too. Like, the hinges from the Surface kickstand kind of directly led to the Surface Books hinge and now has led to this crazy 80 spring system where you can basically maneuver a 12. 12- Come on, Sherlyn. Maneuver a 12-pound <laughs> screen. I can't help. I'm popular. I'm sorry. You, there is Sherlyn, such a thing as do not disturb. Sherlyn I took out to, her phone, flicked the mute button, and it's still making noise. So. I had to unmute it because I wanted to make the buzzer sound. But anyway, I'm sorry for interrupting you like you did me if, like a hundred oh, times. Man. But um, Why yeah, am I even here? Very good point. The hinge, the hinge is yes. cool. It's a specific thing. It's yeah. not like... World changing and the dial is really cool. I was too. gonna say yeah. that's the only thing that looks really cool to me. But again, I don't like having to reach across my desk. I don't like t- having to stand up and move the hinge down. There's just so many. Ooh, sorry. You don't have to stand up. Don't do you not have to stand up no, to kind of shift no. it down? You can. It's, All right. It's, 
it's easy enough for a five-year-old to like maneuver the screen, which is kind of insane. Okay, I would like to see that. Yeah. Whenever you have a five-year-old, I would plunk <laughs> okay. them in front of a right. Surface Studio. Um, I'm kind of excited to play with the studio play at some point. Um, I'm oh, going to give this round to Devendra. Of course. Sorry. Can um, I just say I claimed the pro at first? Yeah. So and then This is actually, actually my win. Yeah. I actually won. <laughs> you won? Yeah, I actually won. This. I... I, I <laughs> I do think it is relevant only to a small niche of people, mm-hmm. but it is finally at least making all-in-ones, I think, again, mm-hmm. relevant to somebody, anybody. Well, do you think yeah. then the competitors would come in and try to make a Surface Studio That is part rival? of the point, right? That's what happened with the Surface right. laptops and everything. So, yeah, so hopefully. If, so that's, okay. Yeah. I mean, we saw there's that company, I forget, is it Aura or something? They They stuck like a desktop CPU and a desktop graphics card in like a 34-inch ultra-wide all-in-one. That thing sounds insane. It's actually even cheaper than the uh, Surface Studio. So it's crazy what people are doing What is the starting price for the Surface Studio, by the way? $3,000. See? Buddy. Relevant my butt. I mean, hi. (laughs) (laughs) I'm super nice. Yeah. Anyway, moving Uh, on, whatever. I'm going to win the next two anyway, so. um, (laughs) So let's move on to a little bit more gadget talk. Mm. And let's talk about the MacBook Pro. Um, originally, we were going to spend a little bit more time on this, just a little uh, inside baseball. But unfortunately, uh, Dana Woolman, who did the review, had to bail on the podcast last minute. Um, so we're relegating this to Flame War, since none yeah. of us have actually spent much time with it, I don't think. I played with it a little when she was <clears throat> playing with it. The touch bar looks cool. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but one of the things here, I think, is uh, that's most interesting to me is not just that it has this touch bar, but that it basically got rid of like all the ports. It did away with a lot of things that I think people mm-hmm. relied on a professional-grade laptop for. Um, and so my question is, is, is this kind of just Apple doing what it does and kind of being ahead of the curve and looking to the future, or is this them actively flipping off their customers? Uh, and Sherlyn... I'm going to let you go first The here. queen of flipping they, off people. Can I? Anyway. Yeah. Um, I am allowed to? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, and <laughs> Apple, does podcast, not, Apple does not actively flip off its customers. It's in its past and its history, as much as I hate to say this, they've been very thoughtful about the products they've made and really accommodated a lot of different use cases. In this case, it does seem like they're... No, way. No, this is... <laughs> you, you started way too early because I was still like asking if I could flip people off. Like I mean, I that's not my fault that, that you wasted precious but, um, time asking whether or not wow. you could give. You didn't say go. You didn't say go. I'll <laughs> stick a finger anyway. Um, but um, but years. Can I just five seconds? Okay. I will give you three seconds. Years from now, we're gonna look back on this and be like, "Oh, what was the big deal we were making?" Ah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I like how that's always the argument uh, for Apple doing terrible things. Years from now. We'll, we'll be fine with it. It's a, a, I think it's a, this is a terrible move. You can't even plug in the new iPhone into this computer because Apple doesn't include the cables. It's it's really stupid in general. Yeah. Am I supposed to talk now? I mean, you can you can take the rest of his finer debate. You want. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't. <laughs> I'm not an Apple fangirl. I do not like right, generally right. love. You're all the one who asked video. for a PC when you came to. Yes, it. I am the one person that asked Literally. for a PC. Okay. <laughs> and um, so I, I don't like not 
being able to access everything that I want to. But I think over time, having actually started to play with MacBooks and more Apple devices, I've found them to be more well-rounded in general. So even I don't, the thing is, I still don't think the argument here is that they're flipping off their customers. They're not doing something just because they can. They're doing something because they actively believe this is the way it's going to be in the future. So if that's the argument here, I win. Yeah, but they have no evidence for that, really. Like they don't. No, really. Shifting every single phone I see the now touch is bar. We're talking okay. about the okay. touch bar, and the touch bar is a garbage bar. Okay, like they're that's they're trying true. they're trying to move towards a new, I guess, mode of computing, and which is interesting because Microsoft, I think, is doing the same thing with the Surface Studio's dial. Uh, but what uh, there are two different approaches, right? Microsoft is trying to empower us to do what we've always done, but do it better and give us like more tools to kind of for us to just you do that sort Microsoft. of work. And what Apple is doing is just saying, hey, like, we don't like this anymore, so do this. Even if it's like it's forcing a tide to change direction, and there's going to be some resistance to that. And it may not always be, it may not always work either. Like, all of Apple's choices haven't been perfect. Right. I agree with that. Yeah. So, your thing here is that they're changing things because they want to, because it makes sense for them and yes. not because it makes sense. It's not consumer so friendly. When they yeah. changed stuff from the however many pin charging port now to the lightning did you like kick up a that's an apple standard though yeah, i don't okay. care about that that right, should have so been USB-C. I kicked up a uh, i i was annoyed because they should have supported USB-C then okay and now they have lightning on their phones and USB-C on their laptops hey who right who right now there's definitely a mismatch but yeah. the thing is again i don't think that apple was doing that just because it well mm -hmm. for sure there are some benefits to headphone the way jack go. iphone the 7 the headphone jack thing the well, only it's reason, not what we're arguing the, here. <laughs> it's, it's the well, same mentality, right? It's the only reason they did that was to make the stupid, the haptic sensor, the touch, whatever whatever you call it, make that bigger. Right. And as we've seen, it's the been a... Okay. Yeah, the and the, also the a little bit engine. of the water resistance. Um, Maybe. There, there have been water-resistance phones with headphone jacks. Of That's course. not impossible. No, it's totally doable, but yeah. But Apple made that change to make the touch engine be bigger and better, and who cares? It didn't actually, that's not fundamentally changing how we're using our phones, unfortunately. I think and they had to take a risk with the headphone jack there yeah. because they're also sensing that the time now is probably better than any other time because Bluetooth headphones are finally being, like, reaching the stage where they're popular. They're nearly, I don't, I don't think they're ubiquitous, but they're very popular. Most people mm -hmm. have them. You see them on planes everywhere. Everyone's wearing So this is almost, yeah. it's a little early, but, mm -hmm. you know, they're okay now. They've probably consider the fact that the market's almost ready right, for Right, but right now, talking about people wearing it on planes, right? If you're stuck on an airplane and you want to watch an in-flight movie and all you've got is your stupid AirPod, you know, lightning headphones, you're screwed. You got no option. Other oh, yeah, than no, I've the made cheap, that argument. Other than the cheap, like, whatever the airline's going to give you. Yeah, you're so. talking about use case. I'm talking about Apple's thinking. Right, and, right, right. And I think that's you don't, We don't know what Apple's thinking. All yeah. we know is how it affects us, and it's crap. I totally know yeah. what Apple's thinking. Yeah. <laughs> well... Here, here's one question, and then we'll we'll move on to the mm -hmm. next uh, bit, which is which is going to be so exciting. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm excited for the next one. Yeah. So exciting. Uh, I mean, I guess maybe Apple isn't necessarily like actively deciding to tell their customers to go fuck themselves. Mm -hmm. um, but if you know these these machines are catered towards a professional class, in theory. Which ones? The MacBook Pros? Okay. The MacBook Pros. Let's let's leave the iPhone out of it. Right, right, right. And let's even leave the touch bar out of it mm -hmm. um, and focus purely on some of the uh, smaller changes. Um, if these devices are catered towards a professional crowd, 
which the name suggests and which I think Apple has always kind of pitched them for creative professionals. These are people who have built up a rather expensive array of, you know, accessories and goods. You know, if you're talking about a professional photographer, that person is relying on a camera that probably has, you know, takes photos and dumps them to an SD card. And now that they've removed the SD card mm-hmm. from the machine, you now have to have an adapter. And you have to have an adapter specifically that's USB-C, which I don't actually know that I've seen an SD card adapter that's USB-C yet, which means you need also an adapter yep. for the adapter. Um, Dongle life. All the way. I mean, even if their their goals are not nefarious, doesn't that sort of suggest that they don't care? I don't think it's that... They don't care, and I can't speak for them. But first of all, if you're talking about the professional audience, they're the ones that have the ability to go, and they probably already do have a bunch of accessories, right? So they probably already have a dock that could wire up some way or other. I know Devendra's looking at me like he's like, oh, SMH, I hate you, but I hate you more. Um, that's my argument. Okay. But yeah, that's the thing is they they are more willing and able to the to buy more accessories. <laughs> Not that that's necessarily a good thing, but I mean, I think the argument here that if you're saying that professional people need all these, um, have all these other equipment that needs pairing to the laptop. They'll, they'll go out and buy it. It's for their work. They'll expense it. There's, it's not a huge question. I don't even know if that's the issue. To me, it, it yeah. is more about fundamental changes like, oh, we're removing function keys and replacing it with something that doesn't quite make sense and is honestly yeah. a little... Like, just seeing an Apple person demo DJing on the touch bar, I'm, I'm still, like, yeah. you're embarrassing yourself I'm still, right now. I'm still very torn over the touch bar. Yeah. Now that I've seen it in person and now that I've like seen Dana play with it, it seems cool. It looks really interesting. I'm not sure what the the use cases would be. Yeah. But again, like with like like with the Lenovo Yoga Book, right? Mm-hmm. That thing was kind of a dumpster fire for typing, but it was very cool. It was innovative, and you kind of have to give credit to people, to you know, who want to innovate. <laughs> I have one too. I have a buzzer too. Everybody's uh, got a buzzer. Yeah. All right, right done. A... We're done. Okay. Give me the point now. Uh, yeah. Sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're fired. Devendra is taking this one. Sweep this. This was just because I gave Gorman no points last time I was on, right? And oh and man, yeah, it was, getting back he, at me. That's probably not a smart was, move, Sherlyn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I gave Trout all the points, and now Trout's at the top of the leaderboard, and I hate myself. Oh man. I mean, he probably hates you more. For Trout that. or yeah. Gorman? Trout? Really? Trout. Why? Oh, because oh, whoever me, whoever wins is going to get saddled with uh, CES stage stuff, yes. and also oh, whoever loses is going to get saddled with CES. I stage think stuff. Trout likes being saddled. Well, you definitely made Mona's day. I know that. Yes. Okay. Because she is. She was na- the winner. <laughs> she's now in second. She's like, I'm safe, and I'm we never going to come Momo's back. We all know Mona's my OG, so <laughs> she's not coming back on the show until after she is. <laughs> anyway, all right. Fine. What? I'm a gracious loser. So. <laughs> See, I told you I'd be nice loser. today. You're the best at being. Yeah. You're a loser. <laughs> anyway, uh, I take that back. Are we good? Yeah. Yeah, we're good. Okay. I'll only kill you after this. <laughs> Let's move on to our last topic in Flame Wars, which is Woo-hoo. one I know Sherlin is very excited to talk about. I don't about. know why, but it's <laughs> so interesting. <laughs> um, this segment might get a little bit not safe for work, just warning. Uh, we will talk about what... Uh, there is going to be discussion thing. of, uh, of uh, 
private parts. sex organs, I believe, is the word that ended up for in our headline sure. for some reason. That's a, <laughs> that was a fun way <laughs> Who of wrote that again? Yeah. I forget. Uh, that was that, John. Yeah, that would be John. Excellent job. It's a, I don't. Yeah, that's I a like rough sex spot. Organs. That's a rough spot to be. I think in. Yeah, I don't. I don't <laughs> envy him that. having to write that headline. Yeah. That was beautiful. Um, so <laughs> Sony had to suspend a player mm-hmm. uh, from the PlayStation Network uh, for posting an image. A screenshot from Watch Dogs 2. And the screenshot was of a woman lying on the ground that had a particularly graphic uh, texture Mm. applied to her private parts. I don't get why you guys say graphic texture. What is that? Why graphic texture? What is Because you could actually see it. Yeah, so this wasn't just like... um, yeah. A sterile, like it wasn't. Right. Wasn't she? Well, wasn't like a Barbie, Barbie doll? Yeah, it wasn't a Barbie doll. We normally see in video games. Yeah, right. it's usually just like get to that flat, maybe flesh colored. So you mean there was like bumps and like textury things that you can feel and I, it, imagine? Okay. I mean, there like was like beard. visible labia. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Um. So <laughs> it was great. It was beautiful. I looked at it and I was like, I, Terrence was like, have you seen the picture? I was like, no, I'm uh, going to look at it now. Can and that then, be the title of this podcast episode? <laughs> visible Labia. Visible Labia. I'm sure that's Visible Labia. That's a I'm song sure that's somewhere. A song. Um, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> let's start. Let's let's begin with <laughs> this question. And then I'm sure we're going to get off the rails completely. Uh <laughs> Devendra, was Sony right to suspend this player's account? Uh, I mean, I have to argue this point. Uh, Yes, Sony is right because Sony has to enforce all of its rules. And uh, even something like this, even though it's the dev's fault, um, you know, this person shared it and made it very public. So that's kind of violates their network standards. Sherlyn? You said it. It was Sony's own developers that made this image. Sony's developers. I mean... Whatever Ubisoft. the developers. That's not how games work, Sherlin. <laughs> Sony does not make all this. Why does he keep encroaching on my time? And then if you cut you me off it, now. Reset it. Go, reset go, it. Go, reset go, it. Go. It was it was not the player's <laughs> fault that this was in the game. So he didn't deserve to have his account suspended for just sharing what was in the game. What if he shared a screenshot of something else from the game? Would he get suspended? No. This is just sharing this his experience and making the game more popular. Done. Vindra, your rebuttal. Uh, I mean, I, I actually pretty much agree. I'm just arguing the point that... Oh, yeah, yeah. Welcome yeah. to my world past yeah. two topics. That's how this works, guys. Yes. Yeah, This Devendra. is an intellectual exercise. Have, Somebody's got to play devil's why, advocate. The thing is, you look at... Sony doesn't have all the context, right? When something like this happens, like, oh, crap, there is a visible vagina you know, being, sa- being shared on our system. Ban the player, get it off. That's the first thing you do because you can't just wait and wait for the context. And oh, this is actually something Ubisoft put in. Because um, I think a sensor, a network sensor, would look at it and be like, oh, maybe they did something to kind of hack this image in there too. So that's you got to enforce it first. So and then they were saying, unbanned. So, so you're saying like Sony's permanent. first instinct was someone like made up a pornographic yeah. image and, and, and pretended and if called I'm it Watch running, Dogs. If yeah, if I'm running a big, you know, network that's uh, there are a lot of kids on it, there's probably parents who would be pissed off to see their kids seeing something like this. That's the first thing I do. It may be not the right thing, but it's the safest thing to do. So, yeah. uh just real quick, I do think it's important to point out that the player was banned because he posted it yes. to PlayStation Network, which yes. doesn't have, like, filters for adult content. Right, because there's – how else would it get there? Who knows? It's not like he just posted it on Twitter. Right. He did also he post did it. He did also yes. post it on Twitter. <laughs> which um, is great. 
So people like me who don't have PSN accounts and therefore did not realize that Ubisoft is the one that delivers now. Um, <laughs> you know, get to see it too. So, um, Mr. Sony doesn't make all the games for one. I, I know. I know. Mr. Okay. Sony. Mr. Sony. <laughs> Mr. Sony. You or no, Mr. Kai, PlayStation. Yeah, Mr. Sony really PlayStation. Cool. Yeah. Um, but I think I win this one because really, Sony has no right to ban a player for posting screenshots. Right? I agree. Come on, come on. Oh, I'm actually with you. I'm gonna yeah. I'm, I'm gonna give Sherlin this one. Um, I don't want to move on just yet, though. I do want to dwell on this for just like another <laughs> minute or so. <laughs> Why? Because you haven't seen enough. Um, I don't have it up on my screen because <laughs> I wanted to have it up on my screen, <laughs> but now my computer for some reason is dead. So it won't come back on. Um, it's given up. Because <laughs> I do want to before we move on really briefly just like. What was Ubisoft thinking? Yeah. Yeah. What were the developers thinking? Yep. How did this make it into the game? And also the, the circumstances in which you find this, or the player found these, are, are very good, and the graphic quality of everything. Yeah. The fact that it wasn't like a, a well-tended to vagina. <laughs> no, this is... This is a woman yeah. who let herself go, but yeah. for this some is, reason... There's the a rogue developer who had way too much time on these. Yeah, this is... Kind of can I just say for yeah. us, there is a bat symbol carved into her pubic hair. Oh, man. <laughs> So of course there is. So this guy had some weird dreams. There's going to be some... Yeah. Uh, girl, this guy or girl developer. The aftermath of all this will be very interesting. Yeah, and this is... Amazing. This is not... And, like, if you do go find this picture, if you go you dig should. up this you really thing... Should. It's okay. And sure, do it out of morbid curiosity, but this is not, like... This is not, like, yeah. somebody who has, like, put, like, porn vagina in here. Like, this is, like, if you Google, like... Vagina medical <laughs> problems. This is the uh, sort yes. of images don't it's going to throw that. back at you. And don't Google. Um, that. I think Taryn spends a lot of time googling <laughs> that for some reason. This poor woman needs to go to a clinic. <laughs> she really like she yeah and it's and she looks like she was very thing. abused and it was not uh, it was but it was very it made my morning. <laughs> what? I was Why were you tea. happy to see? This? No, because I was having a really bad morning. <laughs> and then T showed me that and I was like, oh, uh, I'm not that bad, you know. I, mean, I did not show you this to you. <laughs> you okay. did. I did not show. Yeah. any I'm just the buzzer. HR, the buzzer right now. I just want HR to know I did not show Terrence did not. I looked it up myself. I got a yeah. That's true. I am not passing around pictures of video game vaginas at work. All right. But go look it up. It is our job. Quite beautiful. It's a work of art. Um, Yeah. It's it's it's, it spawned from the brains of someone who has not seen porn, and that's great. Yeah. This person either doesn't know very specific taste. I think it's a message to someone. Actually, maybe maybe this person was like a former gynecologist or something. Seen too much of these. Yeah, yeah I don't probably. know. There's something really... That person's got it. Whoever made did this, though, has got to be amazing. fired, right? This is, Whoever I mean, did it is going to be fired. We can agree. No. I hope so. Kudos yeah. to this person. <laughs> I would no. be friends no. with this person. No. Um, and I worry for you, Sherlyn. <laughs> Why? Why wouldn't you want to be friends with someone who snuck something so cool into the game? Oh, man. I don't know it's that it's really cool. cool. It's not really cool. It's not cool. It's kind of messed up. It's, it's actually kind it of is, upsetting. Uh, yes, I guess it is kind of messed up. Um... I guess. I like the we've come full circle, or we've like, yeah, you're aware. I like how Terrence's issues. first thing to me when we were discussing the topic was, "This is kind of horrifying." I was like, "Are you kidding me? This is great!" <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, "Oh wait, wait, you meant the idea of this? Yes, yeah. it is. That is horrifying." Yeah, <laughs> it's. I am not for sexual violence against women. No, okay. and women. All right, and that is that is like that's how we end this. That's yeah, this. let's yeah. let's yeah. just move on. It, that's it. Yeah, it's. Uh, um. <laughs> So let's move on to group Uh chat where we kind of uh, dissect one of the biggest stories of the week. Um, And I think there is no story bigger this week or the last couple of weeks or the last couple of months even 
um, than Facebook and its perpetual problem at this point with fake news. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be clear, this isn't an issue specific to Facebook. It's just more prominent mm-hmm. there. Uh, this is an yeah. issue across the entire internet on Twitter, on Google. Google yeah. This is, you know... Mm-hmm. Um, it may have cost us an election. How about that? Uh, I I disagree with yeah. that um, to an extent. I think there are there are valid points in the people who make that argument. Um, I just don't know that that's powerful yeah. enough to have swung the election. I mean, completely. but the ele- the thing is, it's I think in a typical race, maybe um, it was so close that. Who knows? Like the the announcement of the FBI, you know, looking into Hillary's emails again. We don't know how much that affected. Yeah, things. like any any little bit could have swung it back and forth. So yeah. this is getting off topic. Yeah, um, spiraling. But I, yes. I will I will quickly say that um, I do spend a lot of my time listening to uh, a lot of political uh-huh. podcasts. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, five thirty eight and their multiple podcasts are some mm-hmm. of my favorite things in the world. Um, and my understanding is that while the popular vote was extremely close, in the swing states it wasn't like it right, was the right. sort of yeah. thing that was going to be swung by right. uh, fake news. It probably wasn't swung by these email things. Mm-hmm. Um, the people who had decided to vote for Hillary Clinton had decided months and months and months ago. Mm-hmm. And things yeah. just didn't shake out the yes. way everybody expected yeah. okay. uh, for a multitude of reasons. So fake news. But fake news. Um, so, I mean, we talked about this before a little bit, um, but let's sort of start with a really basic question, which is, is it Facebook and Google's responsibility even to filter this fake news out? If they're trying to be our, you know, the main sources of knowledge to guide us through the Internet, I think so. Um, Yep. I don't think it's tough to blame them for things other people post, but they should have the technology to kind of filter out the crap. Because their services would be better if they're sharing better information. And Google's always kind of had yeah. this technology in place already. Yeah. They've had like you know time on site as kind of a, a indicator of how good a site is as a mm-hmm. measure. So they could tweak that to make it you know a better engine yeah. to figure that out. Facebook needs a lot more work. Google has though. always cared more about yeah. its curation of yes. how it handles news, whereas Facebook is more. I think they've taken a more hands-off approach because they want people to share what they're going to share and they don't want to be responsible for it. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah, Facebook is a media organization at this point, even though they want to deny it. And, uh, yeah, they kind of have to, I don't know, uh, they can't stop what people are sharing, but they can kind of control what is being, what shows up on their trending lists and things like that. So does that, though, speak Mm -hmm. slightly to just the, difference in the kind of services those two companies provide as well. For sure. Google as a search organization has a vested interest in acting as a filter and a gateway, Mm -hmm. whereas Facebook is primarily about, you know, the sharing of information between networks of friends. Even if it's garbage being shared, that's more money in Facebook's pockets. Yeah. That's they generally haven't had the reason to stop it, whereas Google has. And I think we're seeing that transition now of like Facebook kind of looking at itself and thinking it has to do better. I mean, I think there's a difference between trash articles that your friends share that might not necessarily be real versus the ones that show up on the What's Trending or in your feed because they plant stuff there, too. Mm -hmm. So that's the kind of stuff that they should be monitoring. I know it's a huge scope. There's a lot that they should be looking at. There's so many fake sites out there. Um, I had a question, though, which is what do you define as fake news? We're not talking The Onion here. Right. Not The Onion, no. but more like falsehoods, like yeah. pure like conspiracy theories, falsehoods, things that are just. So, or even yeah. just like misleading, yeah. you know, if 
like Infowars on the conspiracy theory mm-hmm. side, Breitbart on the right, yeah. Occupy Democrats on the left, like okay. stuff that is like intentionally misleading. So propaganda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's, I mean, some of it's outright falsehoods. Yeah. I mean, yeah. some of it's not just propaganda, okay. but some of it's like, uh, there, there will be a link to this document in the description for the episode, and I think it's something that everybody should read, which is basically just like this growing list of misleading websites. Um, included on there are sites like The Onion, just in case you don't understand yeah. satire. Right, right. Um, but, you know, and some of these places make a business out of sharing uh, not just propaganda, but stories that are blatantly false, and they do it for the purposes of sort of churning outrage. There was a recent mm-hmm. story, um, I can't remember the name of the service that ended up publishing it, but they said that the they posted this video saying that it was video of anti-Trump protesters attacking right. a man at a gas station and ran the story with this video. Um, it took all of about five minutes for somebody to do some Googling, find out that this video was several years old yeah. and yeah. was of a homeless man being beaten by random people. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, right. had nothing to do with the election. Um, this happened with actual conflict zones in the past, too. Someone's yep. repurposed another, like, an image of a, a whole other bombing and mm-hmm. said this was, like, Paris or something. You know what I mean? So fake news has been a big problem for a while. Now, the thing is, how should Facebook define it? Because it's so subjective. Mm-hmm. And this kind of reminds me of that question we talked about earlier whether Peter Thiel should be like removed from the board of Facebook. If someone like that isn't on the board or isn't in the party that decides what fake news is, we're going to get a very like certain direction leaning sense of what kind of news is out there, right? I, if you yeah, if you're calling yeah. something that's very right leaning a fake news site, then all you're going to get is everything that's blue. I don't even know if it's about left or right it's more about what what is who's but that also plays into it though occupy democrats is the same thing for the left and there are a ton of liberal like ultra liberal organizations that do the same thing right so it's more like i think it's more about trying to neutralize that neutralize bad information in general and bad information doesn't have any political leaning it's just bad information. right yeah i get that but like all but how there are a lot of sites that play fast and loose with that mm-hmm. that are still reputable news organizations. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, you have places like MSNBC and Fox News, which have their clear yeah. uh, ideological right. preferences. Um, and both do occasionally, you know, make questionable arguments yeah. based on mm-hmm. questionable interpretations of facts. But I do think that both of them in general are fact-based. Yeah. Um, with rare exceptions, Sean Hannity being uh, a pretty <laughs> glaring one. Um, most of their reporting is fact-based, even if it's fed through a very specific lens. So you're, you're saying that stuff labeled as news should come from actual news organizations that have actual reporters like us doing fact-checking and stuff like that. If that's the case, I get it. But there's so much out there. that That's what I'm saying. It's, yeah. like, it's so hard to define what it's fake hard. news is. It's yeah. hard. There's so much But, out you there. know, Facebook is a multi-billion dollar no, company. Yeah, like, of course. It, it could do it. It just got to I mean, do the work. Not giving them I mean, it's, it's the whole thing, too, about them firing, like, human editors from yeah. the feed and everything and relying on the algorithm. Maybe we can't rely on algorithms to yeah. stuff, you know, figure so, this stuff out. So two questions yeah. around that real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, one is... You're talking about specifically them being able to filter out stuff mm-hmm. in the trending news feed. And yeah. that's how much good do you actually think that's going to do? Like how mm-hmm. much of this spread of misinformation is specifically due 
to these sources cropping up in the trending news feed, mm -hmm. and how much of that is due simply to these little bubbles that we formed that we kind of talked about uh, right, right, in, right. in the past, just sharing this information among I themselves. Mean, you can't do much about like a private group or somebody just like, oh, look at this meme. This is it's so right. Everything I thought about Obama exactly. is true. You can't people do that. That's just how we kind of exchange I know information. That's how information went viral before the internet. You yeah. Know? Um, what Facebook can do is like you know take control of its broader things, um, especially when it comes to ads and stuff that show up in your feed as well. Those are things they can kind of do better about. Yeah. Which means there's not really a real solution here for things that are trending news, right? Right? Because their well, algorithm no, the solution just, is they do something about it right now, or they look not, at the sources, yeah, or they blacklist doing. certain public. But how? Yeah. I guess my question is, how effective do you expect right. that to be? Though, yeah, like, exactly. is is yeah. most of this? Is most of the spread due to it prop cropping up in these mm -hmm. trending things, or is it just that everybody likes to share the stuff that makes them outraged and agrees with their that's, world? I mean, view? that's human nature, right? Yeah. That's just kind of how it works. But we've seen things where, like, a, a Facebook, if a story that ends up on trending will within an hour have like you know tens of thousands, perhaps even millions of impressions, and to reduce that sort of thing. That you know, that's the least they could do at some point. I do think it would be cool to see. Um, Almost like a like a truth meter or something, or like mm -hmm. some sort of like validity meter. I actually like that idea. They should post, they should like partner with Politifact yeah, and have like, like a, a truth meter on yeah. every article, something like that. Wow, that would be a lot of work, but that's really interesting. Yeah. A lot of work, but we. I mean, do that it. wouldn't. Yeah. Exactly, that would keep the organic nature of trending still intact, yep. but at the same time show you. Yeah. That's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. I also I let's go upstairs. Facebook is right upstairs. Yeah. Hey guys. Yeah. I I doubt how. You, uh, effective that would be right. though, unfortunately. Sure. I think um, people. Will I think it. especially on mm -hmm. the right, you've seen this kind of it like matter. fight yeah. against the idea of fact checking. Uh, That's the bigger problem, right? We discussed discussed yeah. this last week yeah. a little bit. Um, like if you go look at Breitbart, mm -hmm. Breitbart runs an active fact checking of the fact checkers, <laughs> um, yeah. which is let me tell you, 99.9% of the time, objectively wrong. The the big uh, problem now is like, yeah, there's a war on facts, there's yeah. a war on truth, there's a war on reality. So yeah, in the end, like maybe this stuff won't have that much of an effect, but at the very least, like these are big try. companies, they have to try, they have to do something. Sort of like Facebook, and uh, Twitter and harassment. You're not going to stop, you know, harassment right. by having more filtering tools, but you have to it's try. It's a start, yeah. Um, so we... In covering the story this week in specific, we've kind of seen that Facebook has been a little bit reticent to really uh, tackle the problem head on yep. recently. How much of this do you think is, has to do with the blowback from the accusations of liberal bias that came from their human editors and the trending? It's probably all related to it, too, right? There is that story from Gizmodo, too, about, yeah, them being afraid of uh, the conservatives. I think that's pretty much it. But Peter Thiel's on their board, and that sort of thing that I, I, has an effect. I wonder what they're afraid of, though. Are they afraid people will shut down their Facebook accounts and yeah, not I, use it or just call them not. out in It's public? more like, yeah, it's bad, bad press. Bad press? You don't want bad press, especially among like, a powerful, organized group. This is bad press among, you know, nerdy the, intellectuals like, who actually care about things like facts. And they can ignore us because we have no political power. We weren't even able to elect our candidate into office. So, yeah. They, they have to be afraid of the people running the country. I also wonder how much Teal being on the board has an effect there. Yeah. He was, he gave them, like, he yeah, helped I, make Facebook what it is. And Zuckerberg owes a certain amount of debt to that guy. So, does having him on the board, though, inoculate them at 
least a little bit from accusations of liberal bias if they were to try and tackle it? Or do you just think it's just not even it an doesn't, issue? It doesn't. Like, if you're going to do something like this, you kind of just have to do it and accept the blowback. And yeah. that's just how it has to go. Yeah. I mean, that's all, to me, it's just all so much speculation that, mm-hmm. like, that's why I don't want to, like, say, be like, oh, yeah, they're afraid of, like, the conservatives just, you know, hating on them right. so much that they're not doing but this. But w- what we're hearing is that that's what they that's, were saying. Yeah, that's, that's why what was reported it. that people yeah. inside Facebook were yeah. saying that. So, And a lot, of, a lot of engineers, too, thought it was crap what Facebook was saying about how they're managing I, I'm like it. I'm supposing they, was they a problem. probably employ a lot of liberal people. I mean, yeah. you're a Silicon Valley yeah. Right, so you, that's probably They're in a liberal everyone, haven. That's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it is what it is. I... You know, I think as long as you understand going into something like that, what you're getting, um, yeah. it's pretty easy to try to see through some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Man. I mean, but considering that, is there – do you guys have any concerns about letting companies like that kind of exactly. be the arbiter and the gatekeeper of what is true and what isn't? I have a big problem with Facebook controlling so much of the internet. That's my – that's – I've been – like I've been saying this for years and years now. Meanwhile, they've like – like the Borg, they've just absorbed more and more facets of the internet. You know, a lot of people don't – browse the internet they browse facebook and that's where they get to the news uh the whole thing about facebook like holding um having news articles you know within itself they're breaking down the freedom of the internet so yeah i have a problem with it but you know that's this is where we are now i also think that that's shifting a little bit like Mm -hmm. i used to depend solely on facebook for my sources Mm -hmm. of information and news but now i i mean partly because of where i work now Mm -hmm. and and i'm old that I just don't go to Facebook all that much anymore. I'm not looking at my feed anymore. And I think that the generation after us, um, as much as they look at Facebook a lot, are slowly shifting away from it too. So so I think Facebook is also slightly afraid of that. Maybe they'll do something better to change that. But then incendiary information (laughs) can only help them get more eyeballs. So it's... it's It's Reddit had the same problem too, right? They knew they had a troll problem, but that troll problem made them money. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so as much as I'm uncomfortable with Facebook owning it, I don't think they have that much longer to be as powerful as they are now. I still well, think Google is yeah. going to be the most powerful yeah. in terms of con- and controlling what's on the web because they're literally mm-hmm. the index of yeah, the web right sure. now. If you're not on Google, mm-hmm. you're not on the web. But the, does that ca- give you any cause for concern or any pause? Mm-hmm. Mostly, yes, for Facebook, just because of... But not f- for Google? Google... <laughs> maybe I'm naive, but I, they seem to be doing a little bit better in terms of, oh God, sorry, Siri is um, listening today. <laughs> Google seems to be a little bit better as a company at addressing issues and, and being more forward um, and moving faster on things, it feels to me at mm-hmm. least, um, versus Facebook, which I yeah. feel like has just so much on its plate right now. <laughs> I also feel like Google has been aware, even from the yeah. beginning, of its role in even, what it's doing and yeah. kind of processing good and bad information. Even yeah. as a journalist, from my interactions with Google PR yeah. versus, I don't have a lot of interactions with Facebook PR, but Google PR has been very upfront about, like when I wrote the Google Assistant piece, they knew, they anticipated that I was going to ask about the gender thing and they were yeah. like, oh, we understand that this is a thing. We have plans to work on it, even though there's no you know non-female voice right now. They are aware of these things. and They were out ahead of it. Yeah, they seem to be working on it, too. So I um, think yeah. that makes yeah. me more it's, comfortable. Because uh, that's Google's job, right? To make sense and clarify and clean up the Which information on the web. Which, who gave them that job? But, yeah. I mean... And they started They gave it themselves, did. yeah. They, 
it's because the internet had no really good index of yeah. sites before. Hey. I mean, like Salt yeah. Vista, all this stuff. Um, and Facebook didn't have that, right? Facebook's only goal was to help people talk to each other. And the problem is people are terrible. <laughs> so yeah. now they have to deal with that. Um, so I guess the question is then now what do we do? Like how do we address this problem like in a fundamental way? Not just saying like Facebook has to rein in its uh, trending topics, but like what can we practically do to kind of clean up this spread of misinformation, keep it under control, shut down – not shut down, mm-hmm. but at least you know, hide to a certain extent this, uh, these fake news sites – Without kind of trampling on the idea of the internet as a free and open exchange of ideas. Right. I I like Devinder's idea a lot. I think that some kind of label or meter on every site, if that's eventually possible. (laughs) I don't know if it's every site. Facebook can do it on Facebook. Right, on Facebook. But you have the fave icon just showing you the securities sort of every site. There's, Mm -hmm. you know, we could potentially, it would be a lot of work again. Google has ratings and other information in its search results about things. Not exactly around truthiness, but, you know. But it's able to embed such like information, mm-hmm. and it should be able to in future. Facebook, whoa, whoa. might be harder. Yeah. You just start getting a little bit of an echo right there. Yeah. But that's okay. It's haunted um, in here. Because it came out of the control room. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> so, I mean, I guess what we kind of end up on, unfortunately, is that as much as it would be nice for Facebook to kind of try and get this under control and Google to try and get this under control and Twitter to get this under control. There is only so much they can do, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. But, but can, we, we still have to be hard on them so yeah. that they know. And they can try to stop profiting off of it, which is what both Facebook and Google are trying to do. Really? Yeah. They I can remember. try to stop profiting? They're removing their ads company. from terrible sites. Yeah. And that's it, well, Google, yes. Yeah. yes Facebook a- agreed to do the same. Yeah. Uh, they are okay. any, any objectively misleading uh, and false news sites will no longer be able to run ads. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's good. That's good. I mean, the thing is, I also feel like all of us on the internet are partially responsible for this too. Like, yeah. we're, look at those stupid link sharing things like Taboola and Outbrain and stuff, and that's just garbage. Yeah. I read website. all of it. And, the, <laughs> and I just see Shirtling clicking. I just dare click if, you, if you've ever clicked on a link <laughs> yes. in Taboola, you are part of the problem. I, so am, I am part of the problem. It's a bigger problem on the web in general, yeah. But that's yeah. how people are making money. Yeah. It's not good. But I mean, I guess at the end of the day, the the real thing is just everybody kind of needs to be able to be better at identifying fake news sources, right? Ah, uh, that's yeah. just hard. I I can't even. Every I mean, yeah. If you if you've ever known a librarian or somebody somebody working in like information sciences, this is like their job and they yeah. devote their lives to it. And I feel like things like that aren't taught. I wish that was taught more for kids. So in I mean, general, yeah. so this is probably getting a little bit uh-huh. a field, but um, this is something since we're talking about it now, I kind of <laughs> want to just. Uh, <laughs> Ugh. Um, I mean, huh? He's going to nerd out now. I am going to nerd out a little bit. Um, so this is something uh, originally when I went to school, I went to school uh, to become a teacher. I wanted I was going to be an English teacher. And one of the things that uh, I started building lesson plans around during my school was about ne- networking, uh, social networking, the Internet and how to navigate information specifically. And one of the things I wanted to bake into all my lesson plans was how to be a fact checker. Right. Right. Um, is this something, though, at this point, like, we need to t- – like, is this something that needs to be part of what every person is taught because of the nature of in- the internet? I'm like, surprised it's not. I am a little bit, too, yeah. but is this something that just, like, 
the nature of the world today means that everybody needs to be basically a professional fact checker. Maybe not a professional fact checker, but at least more aware more of how easy it is. More skepticism, yeah. more skeptical of what's mm-hmm. out there, just knowing that not everything mm-hmm. you read is true. My mom reads the news <laughs> on the newspaper and uh-huh. keeps telling me these things that I know to be untrue for yeah. a fact. And so there, this definitely is a problem that mm-hmm. needs to be taught at schools. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll just once again point out that there's going to be a link to a document uh, in the description here that everybody should look at. Um, it is one of the most important pieces of reference material you will read all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an ongoing list of fake, misleading news sites, clickbait, all this stuff. But there's also a whole list of tips about how to um, analyze news sources and identify things that are reliable versus unreliable. Um, you know, If it seems suspect, if it makes you angry, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps double check to see what other people are reporting. If you're only seeing a report coming from one source and you know that it has a particular point of view, uh, chances are that it's not reliable. Um, like how do you know for sure, for sure something is true? I mean, I the fact that people nothing, are fact checking the fact check. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, that nothing just, matters anymore, Sherman. Sure, right? Truth yeah. is being like. What do we care? Not, the world's going to end. You can only go 20th. so far. It's a, how do you survive in the world? Right? Like there's so much uncertainty. You can never be sure about anything. Yeah. So, but you can be as so, sure yeah. as possible. If if you're seeing mm-hmm. report something reported on Breitbart and no place yeah. else. Chances are Made up. it's not true. Made up. Um, if you see a meme with a set of stats on it being shared around Facebook, look for the source of those stats before you even yep. think about whether or not they're true. Um, you but know, you can th- always count on Engadgets to provide you with the truth 99% of the time. 99.99% of the time. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, of this tries one right their here. Best, yeah. 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 I mean, everybody's going to screw up once in a while. The New yeah. York Times is going to get stuff wrong once in a while. Mm-hmm. Fox News is going to get stuff wrong once in a while. It's what happens. Um, but there are, I think there's a, a obvious difference between the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, the Washington Post, and to an extent Fox News, despite the fact that it has its uh, you know, ideological agenda, that they do have a vested interest in presenting objective truth to the best of their ability. Uh, these are, for the most part, people who take journalism seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that is true of places like Occupy Democrats, sure. um, oh, yeah. sure. Think Progress, um, Infowars, Breitbart. Info war. um, mm-hmm. And real quick, I just, before we go, I do want to throw this out there, that in, ref, in response to uh, a lot of this nonsense around fake news, Infowars has started its own fake news mm. analysis center, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, presumably, they're just going to spend their own time debunking all of their own stories. <laughs> Great. Uh, sure. Waste perfect, more of your wonderful. time. Yeah. If Alex Jones just spends his entire day t- trying to debunk his own stories about <laughs> how um, Hillary Clinton is a literal demon from hell who smells like sulfur, <laughs> mm-hmm. that would be better for everyone. That's an um, exercise in fact-checking anyway, yeah, so just, do it. <laughs> do it. Everyone should try. Uh, Davindra, any last thoughts before we go? Uh, yeah, I, I can't think of anything else. Um, I do think we all kind of have to pay attention a little more and be a little more active. And it's something I do try to promote among my, like, younger family members and stuff, too. It's it's a thing. Why are you laughing? Because you, you, you know, do Shirley, that to I, us, too. I help people no, in saying. this world. And, like, some people who just take. You don't just help take me. from everybody else. You don't help me. <laughs> Sherlyn, any last Sherlyn? thoughts? I think we should all try to be happy. <laughs> I can get behind that. Yeah. I think it's it's really it's a really shitty time for everyone, really. And we need to the truth is important, but we also need to fight and we need to not give up. Awesome. Uh, where can the fine people on, find you on the Internet? 
Me? Yeah, you. All right, Twitter, Sherlyn Lowe. <laughs> Devendra? Uh, Twitter.com slash Devendra, and I have, I have a movie podcast at slashfilm.com. Awesome. Uh, I am at Terrence O'Brien, lots of E's, no A's on Twitter. Uh, you can also hit us up uh, at Engadget Podcast on Twitter or email us at podcast at Engadget. Um, as always, we want to hear your feedback, what your thoughts are, questions, comments, anything. You can uh, come cry with me. Yeah. Great. I mean, if you want us to talk about something specifically on the show, I mean, let us oh, know. Yeah. Hit us up on Twitter or email us if there's something, there's a big topic that's like just eating away at your brain. We will address it. Um, we are going to be off next week for the holidays, so... Don't tune in next week. Tune in the week afterwards, but I promise you we'll be back with a full and awesome show. Uh, But before we go, I want to leave you with the comment of the week, which comes from JordanG87. Okay, Google, bring me a beer. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just keep that in. What happens? Bring me a beer.